More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, why won't you listen? Are you having a hard time getting someone you care about to listen to you? We'll help you be heard. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology-of-the-body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, why won't you listen? Mm-mm-mm. Not you. You listen. Well, well, you, you, pl- praise God. They yeah, are listening. We appreciate you listeners listening. But if you're having a hard time getting someone you care about to listen to you, we want to help you be heard today. You know, it's it's not unusual for all of us to struggle to communicate our needs, address a problem, express a concern, set a boundary. Very often um, we don't know what to say in the first place. Sometimes even when we do try to communicate our needs or address the problem or express a concern or set a boundary, we're ignored. So if you're feeling discounted, dismissed, or stonewalled by someone you care about, We want to help you find your voice, get heard, and get your needs met one way or the other. Let's talk it out today on More to Life. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Well, I will say this. If if you feel like you're not really great at the art of listening either, that that people are letting you know that they don't feel listened to. We're here for that as well, because I'll speak personally. As a very busy mother, sometimes I feel like all I do is listen, you know, listening to everybody's concerns, everybody's problems, everybody. And yet, I don't have the time to always be listening. And sometimes it's like, you know, we just got to move here, people. Let's get get it together so we can get to the next activity, the next thing, the next assignment, whatever that is. And while I feel like I spend 2,000% of my time listening to everybody's stuff, sometimes, to be honest, I know I'm not listening the way I need to listen and giving it the time. And so my people may not feel as listened to and heard as they feel like they need to be and sometimes sorting that all out trying to be everyone everything to everyone and yet really being there and still having a life and getting things done and keeping to your your own sense of how life should be your own morality your own faith it can be a lot because it's not just 
keeping your ears open and hearing words, it's processing, it's listening, it's making people feel cared about and understood. And that can be a pretty big cross to bear sometimes. So whether you're feeling like nobody's listening to you, nobody's helping you get through your day or listening to your concerns or respecting you as a person, or you might be feeling you've fallen a little short of that yourself, we're here to help you have those relationships with good boundaries, good listening, and truly loving each other here today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825-877-573-7825. And once again, the show is titled, Why Won't You Listen? We're talking about those times when we have a hard time getting someone we care about to listen to us, whether that's a spouse or our kids or a family member or a friend or somebody, anybody who it's important for you to get your message across to. If your attempts to communicate your needs, address a problem, express a concern or set a boundary are being ignored, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Or for that matter, as Lisa was saying, if someone's telling you, why won't you listen to me? You don't get me. And, And you feel like you're trying really hard to hear what they're saying, but you just don't get it. Well, we'll help you open your ears and listen a little better. On either side of the coin, we're talking about listening today and being heard on More to Life, 877-573-7825. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of St. John Paul's Theology of the Body. And for folks who don't know what that is, uh, St. John Paul gave a series of reflections on what it, well, that that enabled us to see the Gospels, uh, the sacraments, Catholic teaching, all of salvation history, in fact, in a way that reveals God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationships. The theology of the body tells us that love is the only appropriate response to another person. Listening is a very important part of loving. If we say we love someone, that means we're committing to working for their ultimate good. In the same way, when someone says they love us, that means they're supposed to be committed to working for our ultimate good as well. The thing is, we can't know what each other needs, what our goals might be, or the struggles we're having are if we aren't willing to truly listen. Listening can be hard, but it's even harder to feel loved by someone who's unwilling to really listen to us. So, you know, God's given us both a right to be heard and an obligation to listen. We don't have to agree with someone to listen to them, by the way. You know, that might sound a little counterintuitive, but the truth is, the more we disagree with somebody, the more important it is to listen to them. It's the only way to create communion out of confusion. Really listening to someone means working hard to find the truth in what they're saying or the legitimate needs or good intentions behind what they're saying, especially when it's difficult. What's their story? What are their needs? What are some ways I can help them feel loved or supported while we're trying to work toward understanding? You know, even when we think the other person is wrong, we've got an obligation to listen to them and work to understand them so we can, with God's grace, find some way to draw closer to each other and move forward together. Well, all right, so that's all well and good, but how do we get someone to listen to us uh, or get our needs met when they won't? Big question. 
That's what the show is dedicated to unpacking today for you. If you're feeling unheard, ignored, dismissed, or stonewalled, let us help you find your voice, get your message across, and get your needs met. 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you tell us that you respond to our needs even before the words are on our lips. You love us and listen to our hearts and every cry we utter. Help us to be a listening people. Help us to truly hear each other so that we can learn what each other needs, what our concerns are, so that we might be able to truly work for each other's good and build communion out of the confusion that comes from not hearing each other. We ask you to give us the ears to hear and the heart to receive the messages that we send to each other so that in all things we can mirror your listening heart. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name of the Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. Today on More to Life, the show is titled, Why Won't You Listen? As we're talking about those times when we feel like, no matter how many times we say it, they're just not listening to us. (laughs) And if you feel like you're trying to communicate your needs, your concerns, a boundary, and it's just not working, it's going over their heads or in one ear and out the other, whether we're talking about kids or adults, we want to hear from you at 877-573-7825. That's 877 Five seven three seven eight two five. Let's talk now with Karen, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Texas on Guadalupe Radio. Hey, Karen, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Hi. So I am pretty sure that my husband has undiagnosed ADHD. Um, if I'm wrong, then it's something that has all the same symptoms. Mm. And uh, we've talked about the behaviors that I that have led me to think that this is what it is. Um, and how they impact me and how they impact our family. We have three young children, four, two, and two months. Um, when we have these conversations, he will acknowledge the behaviors. You know, he doesn't say, I didn't do that or I didn't do this. Um, he'll acknowledge it, but anywhere from there. It just absolutely refuses to... G- give me an it. example of, 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 of something that he does, though. Because, you know, there's, um, there's the conversation about the ADHD, but then there's the more important conversation about why, how getting him like to listen to you in the action. first place. Right? Yes, yeah, so especially like, when it really yeah. sounds, Karen, like you're a very savvy person, but it also sounds like your concern about this is coming from the fact that you have a two-month-old, a two-year-old, and a four-year-old, and there's not a woman in the world who's not going to be going underwater a little bit, at least, during any part of any day with that configuration of ages in the house. Especially and you need, if you're not getting support. Right. You need your husband to, like, see it and do it, and you just can't be telling him all the time, and it feels like stuff is not getting done. Do I get that? Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. that terrible time management, um, forgetting to do things that we've agreed to or that we agreed to them in the first place. Um, so give me an example uh, of, of like something that, that re- recently happened. Uh, so trying to get out the door to math. Um, 
I am doing everything for myself and the children, getting myself ready, getting their clothes ready, getting breakfast ready. Um, and he will not get ready, not will even get just himself ready um, until the very last minute and regularly makes us late. Um, and... Okay, give me another. Give me another example, because I, I want. I just want to. I have a suspicion here, but but let me give give me another example. Okay, um, we both don't like how cluttered our house is, which is a little bit inevitable given our children's ages. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but the conversation really ends there, and any any help I get with maintaining the clutter tends to be on a. Um, on a, you know, I have to ask and ask and ask and remind and remind. Mm-hmm. Okay, There's so really um, let me. Here's a follow-up question. Um, in your husband's work, um, is does does how does he perform at work? Does he do a pretty good job staying on top of tasks there? No. So what happens? What happens there? Like you know, in his it's job. It's about the the same sort of thing. Um, just struggling to manage time well and um, tasks well without getting overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, ha- having to be reminded or just completely forgetting about something. or mean, like with regularly. his boss, I mean? Like his boss would treat, was that, like he's able to hold down the job even though his, he's doing that with his um, boss? So far, it's kind of a unique situation because it's in the military and it's not oh. easy to just get you know, fired. <laughs> fired. No, right. I, yeah. Okay. I understand. I understand. All right. Um, all right. Well, so are there times when, because the, okay, so the, the question about ADHD, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's an important conversation, but it's less important than getting your needs met. Right. Um, and so are there times when he, when he does do better attending than other times? I just want to get a sense of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess there are times where he seems to be more engaged and more, um, like I have to remind less, or it seems like less of a fight. What makes that possible? What's the difference that makes the difference there? I'm really not sure, to be honest. Um, I mean, I guess sometimes times of less stress, uh, overall, but I, I really, I couldn't say for sure. To be All right, la- last question, um, and that is, you, you know, in his family of origin, growing up, um, w- was it a particularly? I guess I get the sense that it was, he's used to kind of being told what to do and not having to think very much. And, and was that true very growing up? So. As a controlling family. Yeah, yeah. The mom is nicknamed the general. She's very organized. <laughs> um, okay. She's she's very organized, very energetic. Got lots of good ideas. Um, very good at enrolling people in her plans and what she wants. Yeah, but you know, when you're raised in a household like that, you're taught not to think because I'll do your thinking for you. Yeah, in fact, in fact, if you try to do anything independently or creatively or, or even jump ahead of a parent like that, you're you're kind of shamed for it. So, so she's really instilled in him a very, just do what I say, just follow along. You know, sit there and kind of be quiet kind of attitude without meaning to you know but she was so competent that she made him a little incompetent but, but he's been socialized to not think to just uh, to, well it, it's socialized to do two things one to not think for himself and only wait to be told what to do but secondly nobody likes to be treated that way right so what does that do 
if if I have a lifetime of being treated that way and not um, not feeling like I have any I have any right to do anything about it, it makes me passive aggressive, right? So I wait to be told what to do, and then I resent being told what to do. So I drag my feet. So he he's 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 created this situation, or the situation has been created for him, where he's living in constant rebellion to his mom, essentially, right? And that really explains why when you say to him, "Honey, I think you have ADHD," he goes, "Well, maybe this behavior, that behavior," but he's not even you know willing to to discuss it any further because he's he resents it he resents being told you know he's not doing it right. it's yeah, I, and i th- i think it's less a chemical problem in his brain than it is a, a character problem in, in the way he was uh, socialized yeah. you know um and i and i i think that ultimately there might need to be some counseling for this but i think i'd start with sharing the insights that i shared with you um, in fact, I'd encourage you to download the podcast yeah. and play it for him. Let me tell him. Um, but but the, the problem is, metaphorically speaking, he's seeing his mom's head on your body, on his CO's body, um, on everybody else's body, and he doesn't think. He's waiting to be told what to do, and then he resents being told what to do, so he, he, he becomes passive-aggressive about it and sort of tunes it out. Um, and, and I would start by, by saying, you know, um, if this is true, then the answer to it is that he needs to start really looking more intentionally at does he want to keep doing that right does he want to keep seeing his mom uh, mom's face on everybody else's body including yours and really kind of talking through how can you guys have a different relationship create a different family environment than he was raised in the the whole thing is he he's being very very mindless about his life right but if the and and you need to be more intentional about do we want to just keep repeating the patterns that you grew up in you grew up in a household where you had to wait to be told what to do and you were you know overwhelmed because your mom was constantly telling you do this do that do the other thing and, and and you weren't allowed to think for yourself do we do you really want to have a marriage like that do we want to create a family like that what do we need to do to leave that behind. The more intentional you can be about rewriting that script, the more attentional he's going to be. And and one of the things that we need to remember here is that he still doesn't have the skills. He can he can maybe have this conversation with you, have a great insight, but he's literally never been given or had the skills to do this. So after you have this conversation with him, I would strongly suggest having t- planning times with him every night you know every single night where you say okay what has to happen tomorrow what am i going to need from you what time do we have to be at this thing and don't tell him let him work his way through it and write it down himself because one of the things when you've been raised this way is that you sort of need note cards around the house saying you know this is what i do at this time or alarm set Let in his phone so that he knows, okay, you know, this alarm's going off. That tells me it's time for me to make breakfast so Karen doesn't have to. But you let him come to it through your planning meetings where he can say, well, I'm going to take responsibility for this. And this is how I'm going to be. I'm going to be reminding myself so you don't have to. And if he doesn't write it down or if he doesn't put it in his phone with a reminder, you need to assume it's not going to happen. And and so the third point that I'll make, once you've had these conversations and tried these things on your own, if it's not working, then it's going to need then you're really going to need some counseling, Um, both 
counseling for him individually, but as a couple uh, so to work through to this together. dynamic. Yeah. yeah, because it's not just something where he can go off and get fixed. It's really something that the two of you need to learn to work through together. Yeah, he's not. I really truly believe he's not doing it intentionally. You know, he's been raised this way, and he literally doesn't have the skills. And when you, as a mom, have those skills and are running at a thousand miles an hour and zero sleep, which I'm sure you are with a two month old, a two year old, and a four year old. It can it can make you feel resentful. It can be very hard to do, but this is something that can truly be worked through together. Um, Karen, yeah, I'm going to throw one other resource at you. Um, and, and I, you know, at, at Catholic HOM, uh, it's a, it's an app that we created. Um, you can download it for free, but for a premium membership, what you get is daily ongoing expert support and encouragement, and as well as resources to build a, a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic family, and get the support you need you know, uh, to, to be able to keep the energy up and keep moving forward. So if you'd like uh, that kind of, you know, gentle, ongoing expert support and community and resources to really work through this and, and other issues that you encounter as you work to build a more loving, connected, and caring Catholic family, the Catholic Home app can be really helpful, and that's Catholic H-O-M. It stands for Households on Mission. You can learn more at CatholicHOM.com or download the app at the Google or Apple stores. Check those out. If we can help you more, don't hesitate to reach out to us at CatholicCounselors.com to learn more about our pastoral counseling practice. But check out, the, try these suggestions first uh, and see what he does with it. And like I said, download the app and let me let me kind of walk through this whole thing because I really don't think it's so much as a brain disorder like ADHD would be uh, as much as it is um, really being socialized to not think and to be passive aggressive when he's told what to do because of the anger that he still has toward his mom. All right, we got to go to break. When we come back, we are taking your calls about listening and being heard. We'll be joined by Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute. who will be sharing some insights from the theology of the body on how we can tune in. Stick around. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. And we need to pray for all our world leaders and all those who are in such danger. See, in a day and age where people are getting further away from God, you get further away from goodness. Only God is good. You remember what our Lord said one day? Why do you call me good? He said, only God is good. Only God. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From sponsored TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. In theater September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. 
I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and a show today is titled, Why Won't You Listen?, as we talk about listening and being heard. And joining us right now, Father Thomas Loya of the Tabor Life Institute. Father Loya, welcome to More to Life. Welcome. Oh, oh, thank you for welcoming. It's always great to be here, and it's uh, such a. As you always, weren't listening. A, a no, I'm just. <laughs> there you go. Right. I'm just teasing. But you did want to talk about the importance of being heard. Why is that so important to us? Well, ironically or providentially, I, I just had a counseling session just yesterday. I've been counseling this couple, a married couple, and the uh, behavior of the wife had, was creating kind of an impasse in our counseling sessions, and. Um, and finally, the breakthrough was she was acting this way because she felt she wasn't being heard, and she felt she wasn't being heard even by me as mm. I was trying to counsel them. And as I listened to her, I realized, you know, she was right. She was she was partially, not entirely, but she was partially right. She, she had a significant uh, uh, point there. And once she felt she was being heard, her entire disposition changed, her countenance, everything, and the counseling session is going forward. Uh, it's just like like a dam breaking, you know, and the water can flow now, and and that's what it was. She was she was uh, felt she was not being heard. And so how can we help that, others? How can we help others feel heard then? If that's such an important part of loving well, someone. Well, a couple of things that I find is um, first of all, uh, keep in mind that everybody just wants to be heard, even even if not even necessarily agreed with, but to be heard. And it's amazing how they change when they're heard. Also, when they really know we're listening. Actually, really being present, more listening, being pre- listening by being truly present to them. You know, I have to admit, you know where I, I experienced that also? St. John Paul II was known for that. And if you're just present, if you got to meet him, he would act like you're the, you get from him that he's the only, you were the only person in the world. And I experienced that from him. It was, it's a matter of being completely present to that person, not just listening, but being present. You know, body language, looking at them, how you gaze at them, you know, look in the eye, and so on. Also, look for that common concern or principle that might, might be common between you, and kind of affirm that. It's like, okay, you're looking for the same thing. You're looking for fairness or justice or love or whatever, and so am I. So we, we can meet there. Just how we arrive at that is the usually the difference. And then don't occupy your minds trying to think up your next defensive line or, or opposing point to them while they are talking. Uh, that, that's just going to make everybody kind of you know, harden up, and there won't be that, that uh, hearing. Also, allow for uh, you know, the classic pregnant pause. You know, when they're done and they've kind of told their piece, you know, just give them a little bit of time. You know, quiet, look at them, you know, keep present to them. And that, that's amazingly healing. And also, have the conversation conclude on a level of persons. You know, don't let it end with name-calling or something in the house, the labeling and that kind of thing. Remember, you're always the level of the person. With that, i got to jump in, Father Loya. I want to thank you for being with us today. And if folks would like to learn more about your good work, they can go to TaborLife.org. Call us now, and we'll help you be heard. 877-573-7825. Father Benedict Groeschel. I don't think people should have negative fears of God, but I think you should get a lump in your throat. You should feel excited. Suppose I was going to take you and introduce you to the Pope or to the President of some country or something. You might get a lump in your throat. Forget it. Every day, you, I, live and move 
and have our being in the presence of God. These are the class of feelings we should have, and we should have them to an intense degree if we really had the sight of Almighty God. These feelings are the feelings which we shall have if we realize His presence, and in proportion as we believe that He is present, we shall have them. And not to have them is not to realize, not to believe that God is present to us. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Today, many U.S. citizens chafe under big government and have actually turned anti-government. St. Paul, however, teaches that in some way, the civic authorities are ministers of God. Even King Jesus didn't consider it unjust to give taxes to Caesar. But we must never let Caesar or the king, the prime minister, uh, stand in the place of God and control our conscience. When ancient Israel demanded that Samuel give them a human king, Samuel warned them that he's going to bring heavy taxes, he's going to bring a military draft, he's going to favor the rich. And when Jesus, the true king, actually arrives, he dies for his people, because that's what a true king is willing to do. King Jesus, still on the throne, no matter what presidents, dictators, or earthly rulers do. And we have to remember, we get our marching orders from him. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays at 4 Eastern on EWTN Radio. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, this is Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's world seems devoid of any real meaning, which leaves teens especially floundering to find their own identities. These are important years in your child's emotional and psychological development. They need you more than ever, even if they don't show it. Here are two key aspects of your child's development to focus on during the teen years. One, help your teen find something to believe in. In a word apathetic to religion, your child won't understand that his life matters to you and to God unless you give him those messages. The second way, help your child find an activity to be passionate about. In your teen's quest for independence, she needs a cause to call her own. Sports, clubs, and faith-based groups are all perfect ways to encourage your teen to develop a healthy separation from mom and dad. For more tips on how to get through the teen years, visit moretoliferadio.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today's show is titled, Why Won't You Listen? We're talking about those times when it's hard to get other people to tune in and pay attention to what we're asking, what we're saying, what, what our needs might be. And if you are struggling to get your kids to actually listen to what you're saying. Well, whether that doesn't happen to anybody. I know, whether, whether that's just asking them to do something or, um, you know, to, 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 to appreciate your faith or values or your attempt to communicate those to them. Uh, if we're talking, and when, and when I say that, I mean little kids or adult kids. Mm-hmm. You know? um, if, you're, if you're trying to have a conversation about your needs with your spouse uh, or your parents or a family member, and it's just going in one ear and out the other. Or causing real conflict. We want to hear from you today, and let's talk about what it takes to get your point across, to be able to address that problem, to express that concern, to get that need met, to really just be heard, as Father Loya was talking about. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that's 
573-7825. Before we start taking your calls, I, I wanted to share... We've entered into a partnership with Ave Maria Radio to promote the, the brand new Catholic Home app. That's Catholic H-O-M, and it stands for Households on Mission. We've been working for the last three years with the Peyton Institute for Domestic Church Life and in consultation with the USCCB and the Vatican Dicastery for Laity, Family, and Life to be able to provide families with a faithful place to turn for ongoing daily support in creating more loving, connected, and caring Catholic households. You know, a lot of times I think parents really feel like the church isn't there for us when it comes to parenting and family questions. And so we end up going to secular resources or, you know, the the evangelical church down the street that has the mom's group or whatever. Because we're desperate in the middle of the day. Who in the world do we turn to, especially who do we turn to for truly Catholic faithful answers to how we handle that minute with that person? And the Catholic HOM app, again, that stands for Households on Mission, really it was created uh, to be able to provide you that ongoing faithful Catholic support to help you lead a more loving, connected, and caring family life. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to catholichom.com, or you can just download the app at Catholic Home, that's Catholic H-O-M, on the Apple or Google Play stores. And with that, we're taking your calls at 877-573-7825 about my listening and being heard on our show today titled, Why Won't You Listen? Are your attempts to communicate your needs or address a problem or express a concern or set a boundary being ignored? When you try to talk about something that's important to you, to someone who's important to you, do you feel like you're being misunderstood, misheard, or discounted? Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that number is 877 573 7825. If you ever just feel that rundown feeling, if you do that thing that we've seen on TV shows for a million years where you're saying, I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times, it doesn't matter who you're saying it to, and it's just not getting what you need done or you need for yourself to ever happen, and you don't know what else to do, well, we're here for you today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573- Seven eight two five. That's eight seven seven five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Let's talk now with Bella, who's listening to EWTN Radio in New Jersey. Hi, Bella. Welcome to More to Life. What's your question? Um. So, well, I have a sixteen-year-old, which is right now very much against everything I say. So, everything I say or ask, she tells me, "Well, you're forcing me to do this." Even just getting ready for bed or getting up for school. Um, So I'm trying to figure out how I can communicate with her that I'm not forcing. As her mother, it's my job to really make sure that she gets her things done. Okay, and and does she do what you ask her to do, but just gives you a lot of pushback, or does she not do it at all? Eventually. She does give me a lot of pushback, but eventually she does do it. Uh, maybe 20 minutes later sometimes, or after I ask it three, four times. Um, so an example from last night, you know, we, I, I asked her several times for her to get ready for bed because we had two nights that we were, went to bed really late due to other circumstances. And it was literally, she turns to me like, well, you're not in bed yet. 
so why should I? <laughs> really? Mm. Talk, talk to me about oh talk to me about your your relationship in general. Let me just get a sense of the dynamic between the two of you guys. Do do do, do you do much together? Well, sort of it. Uh, you know, I'm married, but my husband isn't doesn't involve at all with with her. So it's pretty much me and her. We do everything together. We go on vacations. We go together. Um, is your know, husband so her father, or is this a later marriage? It is. So no, this is her biological father. father, and he's just sort of absent? Absolutely, yes. He's there, but he's not there. Ouch. Okay. Yeah. So what's the story there, there, Bella? That's a challenge. Yeah, it is. That's it's a, a big challenge. Unfortunately, that's what my husband is. He's very detached, detached from things uh, on, every, on every level. So it's almost like, you know, if I need him to do something, he will do it. But I have to think... Is that going to interfere with his, you know, whatever he already has in mind that he's going to be doing? And what so have you tried to do to address that? He sees that too. Huh? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, so honestly, I mean, your your daughter is kind of treating you like your husband because he doesn't respect you, and she's learning her disrespect from him. Well, and she desperately wants his attention. You know, whether she ever vocalizes oh, yeah. it or not, she wants his attention. So how she how can she get that in her own? you know, not conscious way. She's saying, well, if I'm more like dad, maybe he'll notice me. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a big part of the problem here. Um, and what, what have you tried to do to address the, the marital issues, Bella? There's not a lot of things we can try, I'm trying to do. It's just I'm trying to be... Well, I guess I'm, I'm asking, have you gotten any professional help for this? Because you're not going to be able to do this on past. your own. What does in that mean? Past. If I hadn't gotten professional help in the past, we would not be together. Um, but you, you got this for yourself, for the two of you together? Or no, what? we did got marriage console when she was uh, when she was actually younger. She's sixteen now. So mm-hmm. it's been about ten years since we got marriage console, which I think it did in a way did save our marriage. But the problem, the biggest problem, is that is at that time I was still away from the church. I came back to the church about eleven years ago. Mm-hmm. And that made things even worse on our marriage because he's not, he doesn't believe at all. Well, uh, so what, is there a reason you wouldn't go back to counseling? Um, I am in counseling, personally. I am. No, I mean, so I mean. I'm in counseling now. Him, with him, mm, right now I'm not seeing him doing that. Because he doesn't see that he has a problem at all. Well, no, he'll do it if you make it a problem. See, that's that's the thing. I, I don't, I don't. If you're in counseling and the counselor is helping you just sort of like numb out so that you can just tolerate this un- intolerable situation, you're in the wrong counseling. Because your counseling you should be helping you set appropriate boundaries to, to stop this man from being so awful. Because he's I mean, just living his life, right? There's no way he will get into counseling or notice your daughter or be a husband to you if he just gets to be a single person living his life, perfectly happy, and the two of you are just sort of like, you know, orbiting meteors outside that he can ignore. He needs to be in a place where he's held accountable for being a husband and a father. And and honestly, this goes with your daughter too. All right. So if you have to ask your you ask your daughter to do something, I, first of all, she's sixteen. So I want you to sit down with her and say, okay, look, um, I don't like the dynamic between the two of us. You know, I, you I know you don't like me nagging you, and I know you don't like um, us getting into arguments with each other, um, and I don't like coming after you a thousand times to get you to do something. So here's what so here's what's going to happen from now on. I'm going to ask you to do something. I'll give you one reminder. 
and then I'm not going to say anything else. There will just be a consequence for it. And I and I, and I don't you know and I and I want you to to pick consequences that um that your daughter has to run up against. Don't don't nag her three thousand times to go to bed you know to get ready for bed. Tell her once, give her a reminder. If she doesn't do it, then impose the consequence. So for example, you know she's sixteen. Uh, she can't use the car. And when she goes to ask for the car, you've got the keys. And she's like, well, mom, why, why won't, wh- wh- give me the keys. No, because I asked you to get ready for bed and you refused after I told you once and gave you a reminder. So no, you don't get the keys. Or but I need no, to, I but I need to get to, to such and such and this and that. Whatever. Sorry. Next time, if I ask you to do something, listen to me. Um, honestly, the sa- you know, and the same thing is true with your husband. You know, you you fall into the habit that a lot of people have fallen into when they when they're used to not being heard by someone, and your husband has trained you well in this regard. Where you know you just think that if if you say more, that you're setting limits. Saying is not setting limits. Say say it once, maybe give the person a reminder, and if that doesn't work, move directly to boundaries and consequences. That's what your that's what your therapist should be working on with you. And, and I would like to. Th- think that's happening and maybe you know because i know there are lots of times where i'm working with somebody and i'm telling them to do this and they just can't find it in themselves to set those boundaries so if that's the case keep working with your therapist but if your therapist is just helping you i don't know vent and and and, and live in this terrible situation then you need to find a different therapist who's going to teach you how to back up your words with action uh, because that's really what's missing here so with your daughter like i said you know you, you if you say you're doing all these other things together that's great but you want to sh- you want to kind of shorten up on the bat here and and focus on you know tell her once give her a reminder and then don't say anything else let her do the thing she's doing but then she runs smack up against whatever the consequence is later on and she comes to you and says well mom how come x say well i don't know honey why do you think <sighs> because i didn't do the thing that's right. So go do the thing, and then I'll let you have the. Then I'll let you have whatever it was you were asking for. But until the thing is done, no, you can't have it. Yeah, and if it's a, the bedtime thing, well, you know, when you've gone to bed every single night this week at the time that you know I find acceptable, then we can talk about you getting the car keys back because I need to see you're going to be or, responsible or, before you're driving a car. Or go out with your friends, or do whatever the thing, that or whatever thing it is. is. It's, 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 it's you know any consequence, right? The same thing is true with your husband. You know, there are things I'm sure that you do for him that he counts on you doing for him. But, but, and, and that's lovely. We should serve each other as husband and wife. But when we serve each other as husband and wife um, without being respected at all, we participate in our, in our degradation. We essentially stop being servants and we become slaves. And we participate in the degradation of the other person. You know, he, anybody who just is allowed to use another person is falling short of their dignity as a child of God. And whether he's willing to recognize that he's a child of God or not, he still is. And so internally, he will not feel right inside himself if he's falling short of who he is. But he obviously needs some education and some guidance in who he is as a child of God, not by preaching the faith at him, but by requiring him to live in a, in mutual self-donation to your marriage. So the bottom line is, you, your, your husband doesn't respect you, and your daughter is questioning respecting you, and you're not sure how to command respect effectively by backing up your words with boundaries and action. So I'd like you to work with your therapist on that. Uh, And if you find that you're not getting the kind of counsel you need from that, then it's time to change therapists so that you can start setting the boundaries that get you noticed in your household. And Bella, I want to reiterate this one thing, because whether you feel like you're worth working on your husband treating you with respect or not, and that's an issue you need to work out with your therapist as well, your daughter 
is behaving this way because she desperately wants her father to notice her. She is a 16-year-old young woman who needs her father to be there for her, to guide her, and to help her know that a man can love her in a good way. And if she doesn't get his attention, she is going to start behaving in a way that will draw his attention in. And if that's not working, she will start behaving ways with other men in her life that will not bring her to be respected and loved and cherished the way she deserves so to please, be. So do this for her. Please don't Do settle. it now. Yeah, please don't settle for this. Bella, thank you so much for the call. The suggestions we gave you about the shortening up on the consequences will definitely help in your relationship with your daughter, but it won't solve the whole problem. The marriage is, is a real issue, and I need you to really work on backing up your words with boundaries and actions. All right. We do talk about this more in our book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. Check it out as a follow-up. And please uh, discuss this with your therapist. In fact, download the podcast and play it for your counselor uh, so you guys can discuss this together about the best way to move forward. All right, 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. The show is titled, Why Won't You Listen? We're talking about those times when we're trying to communicate something important to someone who is important to us, and either it's going in one ear and out the other, or it's causing conflict or problems in some way, or the person is rejecting us, or maybe we're trying to express a concern or set a boundary, address a problem, and we're being ignored, discounted, dismissed, or stonewalled. If you aren't being listened to, we want to help you find your voice and get your answers met. Right, get your needs met. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from James chapter 1, verse 19. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. You know, and this is, again, you know, the, the, what James is really speaking to um, is discipleship over and over again. You know, the James's letter is all about what does it mean to live as a Christian person. Um, and listening is really at the heart of that. Because unless we're really hearing each other, we're not loving each other. And if we're not loving each other, we're not working to be like Christ. So, again, as James says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak. And that slow to speak is so hard, especially in our culture today where every second needs to be filled with some kind of noise, and we always feel like we have to have all the answers right away, and so we're all kind of trained into speaking before we've really heard anything. So let's take this truth from Scripture today and Start integrating it into our own lives. Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear and slow to speak. James 1, 19. So are you having a hard time being heard? Uh, are you struggling to you know, really connect uh, you, you know, with another person? You're trying to get your point across to your kids, to your spouse, to your family, to that person who's important to you, and they just aren't getting it. It's causing conflict. You're feeling frustrated. Maybe you're trying to communicate a need. Or set a boundary or address a problem and the other person is just blowing you off, not tuning in, uh, or stonewalling you. Let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue with your calls coming up right after the break. 
Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. Does waving to a neighbor improve our well-being? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a Gallup survey from last month, it does make us feel better. It's hard for some people to wave or even say hello to a neighbor. For some, it's just the opposite. In our community in Michigan, neighbors drive by and rarely wave. In Florida, where we spend some time, it's just the opposite. The survey indicates that people who regularly say hello to multiple neighbors have higher well-being scores. The perfect zone of well-being is six greetings. A greeting may be a wave, a hello, a fist bump, or even a grunt. There are other benefits like feeling safe, financial well-being, and even career well-being. In Scripture, 1 Peter teaches us to keep loving one another earnestly and show hospitality without grumbling. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on how friendliness leads to well-being at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic health care option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest health care sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at more to life with Dr. Greg and Lisa and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchuk. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and we are taking your calls about those times when we don't feel heard and aren't being listened to. What do you do? How do you get your needs met? How can you break through those barriers? Well, let's talk it out. 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Lisa, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Alabama on Archangel Radio. Hi, Lisa. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, thank you for taking my call. Well, I hope my message comes across clear because uh, I'm on my way to an appointment, so I need to speak quickly. But I came into the tail end of your last caller and your advice to the last caller. Um, So I'm being honest, I did not listen to the whole story, but uh, your advice was dead on. Um, Just I, I, in my, my second marriage, I had two children, he had two children, uh, turned out he had lots of narcissistic behavior. Um, my first husband, I, definitely a narcissist. Anyway, I'm in my 60s now, and and my worst times are behind me. So hindsight being what it is, um, therapy, like you said, and change therapist. And sometimes even after you're with a therapist for a while, it's probably a good idea to um, the other, the other part is um, God, I, and of course I didn't say it in the right order because uh, 
with with narcissistic behavior, they they isolate you, and then the people around you. If you grew up in a narcissistic life, you are alone because you've been isolated. So, I had very very challenging and difficult times, um, but God as my source, the Catholic faith that I you know came back to um, therapy. And your advice, making hard decisions to set boundaries. Um, our, our kids had difficult times, but I introduced them all to counselors um, and educated them on mental health. They're all adults now. They're all successful. Um, and I'm, I'm giving myself a pat on the back because, you know, they all have open minds to mental health uh, therapy and, and what it takes to be healthy mentally. And um, now with my husband, I am still with my husband. Mm. And I will tell you, it took 20 years of, of working pretty much alone, <laughs> because when you're working with narcissistic behavior, you're alone. And, um, but it took 20 years. But Lisa, I, I applaud you. Grow. He had it in him to grow. And he had it in him to grow. And you'll get a lot of therapists to tell you if you have a narcissist in your life, there's no hope. I, I applaud you for doing the work for 20 years. And I applaud you and I hope, I pray that Bella is still listening. Because what you did for your children, to be able to say, all right, this is the situation we're living in. This is far from optimal, but I will help my children gird their emotional and, and, and spiritual loins to be able to deal with life, deal with the pain that they're experiencing from having a father who isn't what he needs to be for them, and giving them the permission and the emotional and spiritual support to be able to do their work to be healthy is just to be applauded. Well, and the other thing that I really want to commend you on, Lisa, is um, the way you related to your faith. You know, um, when we are in yes. difficult times, and especially in a difficult marriage, um, there's a tendency I find among Catholics and people of faith in general, but but you know, since I work with Catholics, um, to use our faith to just sort of anesthetize us from the problem. We we run to jesus and and we say okay lord help me to feel better and of course that's a good thing i'm not knocking that we it's want the, to turn it's to the, the lord. first step we want to turn to the lord for that comfort that's important okay but in addition to turning to the lord for comfort we need to turn to the lord for the grace to do what children of god need to do in the situation and and you did that you know too often we just sort of take the comfort and we're hurting so much we just say lord just please wrap us up in the blanket of your grace and 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 make us feel better and then when we feel better we don't do anything about the thing uh, and that's a terrible witness to our kids because it says that our faith makes us weak and our faith doesn't give us the courage to challenge at the injustices that are in our life you didn't fall into that trap you stood up and you you took advantage of both the comfort and the grace god was giving you to do something about the problems in your family and even though it took a lot of work and a lot of years you're in a better place and your kids are in a good place and it's all because you should give yourself a pat on the back it's because you worked hard to cooperate with the grace god was giving you and use your faith the way it was meant to be used to empower you to be a strong woman of god kudos to you lisa thank you so much for the call and i'm glad that you to go out on this call because it shows how important it is to keep working at it until you really are heard 
And if we can help you be heard, check out the resources we have for you at CatholicCounselors.com. And get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because with His grace, there is so much more to life. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popcheck. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.